welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, Honorable Greg B, and this is Chapter 93 Rest. We're getting oh so close to triple digits, but we're not quite there. So as we move towards there, um, I still haven't really gotten a feel as if I'm going to continue doing this more of a weekly thing or kind of spread it out. Um, last episode was pretty packed, even though, because it had been a, been a couple weeks since I did an episode, so there was a lot to talk about. Today's episode, I don't feel like I have as much to talk about, but there's still plenty to talk about. So, let's get into it. Alright, so first of all, I kind of mapped out a little better what my segments are going to be called. As you may recall in the last episode, I sort of started to try to name the segments um, of the show. Because I kind of, not that that was ever really the plan to do segments on this show necessarily, but it kind of just works out that way because there's certain topics I want to talk about and they all kind of fall into a certain category um so i came up with a few um and um i don't know try them out for today and see how they work i kind of tried out some of them last time i didn't really like a lot of them Uh, some of these i've come up with i don't totally like either um again some of these i don't know how often i'm going to use and then there might be more that i need to add later but for now let's kick it off with the matinee moments so matinee moments are basically just me going over movies because I go see matinees a lot, and I did go see a matinee this uh, last week, and it was Crawl. Um, it was kind of up in the air whether I wanted to go see Crawl or uh, Stuber. Ultimately, the reviews for Crawl seemed a little stronger, so I went to go see that instead of Stuber. I don't know um, how Stuber would have been necessarily. I mean, but Crawl was not bad. You know, it was one of those things where. The marketing for it, I don't think, really um, portrays what the actual movie kind of is. Or maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just in my mind I was thinking, okay, well, it's the summertime. The last however many summers we've had like a Sharknado movie. And they're not doing a Sharknado movie this year. Or you get a movie like The Meg or something along those lines where it's kind of a goofy, um, you know kind of like horror movie horror-ish movie with a bunch of um animals or creatures or whatever whatever it may be so i thought oh this is just gonna be crazy alligators like sharknado and it wasn't so much that um it was quite a bit more realistic than say sharknado or something along those lines um now granted it was a theatrical release so i guess that sort of makes sense but the actual premise of the movie kind of made sense like it seemed believable to a certain extent um some of the scenes maybe not so much um but um they're a little some of them are a little over the top kind of ridiculous with the alligators but not to the degree of like something like sharknado so it's a little bit more down to earth a little more believable basically the story is and i'm not gonna ruin anything for you but basically the story is like there's this girl who's a swimmer she goes to the university of florida get it because they're the Gators, get it? Even though she easily could have gone to Miami because they're the Hurricanes. And, well, there's a hurricane in Florida, hitting Florida. And basically her sister calls her like, hey, and who lives in Boston for some reason. Um, hey, I can't uh, reach dad. And there's a whole backstory, like their parents were divorced, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, whatever. Um, I can't reach dad, go find him. And like she goes to... Like, his apartment, and he's not there, but then, like, apparently he was supposed to sell the house, and 
she goes to the house, and it's on, like, a lake. And, of course, it's a hurricane going on. So, she finds them in the basement, and there's alligators. Because the lake was flooding into the house. Seems pretty reasonable. Now, granted, I told you basically the plot of the movie without really giving anything away. And the issue is that's that's half the movie. It's The movie's half over by the time you get to this point. And then... The alligators. And it's basically just them trying to survive. I mean, there's not much to it, really. I mean, it's a pretty simple movie. It's a hour and a half, so it's not very long. Even if even if that, you know, because I think that the hour and a half includes the credits. You know, so whatever. <laughs> I thought for a second, it was very close, that I was going to be the only one in the theater. I went to like 11.15 in the morning. And it was one of those things where it's like, I was like, you know... If I get up, you know, Saturday morning, if I get up in time and get myself together and get over there, I'll go see it. If not, whatever. I mean, I had the sub- show, show, uh, the showcase subscribe thing, so I had an extra movie that I need to see because I'm saving one for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and obviously I already used one for Spider-Man, but other than that, it's kind of like, eh, I don't really know what I want to see. Um, so, and I had nothing going on on Saturday, so it kind of worked out. But... I was like, well, if I wake up in time and and get over there for the, you know, eleven fifteen showing, fine. If I don't, no big deal. Maybe I'll go later in the day. Maybe I just don't go at all. Fine. Um, my dog barked and woke me up, and I looked at my clock, and I'm like, hmm, I can still make it. So I've decided, well, what the hell, I'll go. Um, sitting there, I'm the only one there. The the uh, the preview started. Um. And then another couple walked in. And I was like, oh, man, I was almost the only one in the theater. So it was just me and this one other couple that we didn't even sit anywhere near each other. And we watched the movie. There you go. So obviously it didn't do that great box office-wise. But, I mean, the Saturday morning movie to watch, is it's not really the kind of... It's not exactly the best Saturday morning movie. I mean, I've had that with horror movies. Uh, the past horror movies I've seen, yeah. You know, Saturday mornings are probably not, or Sunday mornings, are probably not the greatest time for people wanting to go see horror movies. So, yeah, they're not going to be really filled up. But regardless of any of that, the movie was alright. It wasn't what I thought necessarily it was going to be, but all in all, it was a decent movie. So, if you have an hour and a half to kill... Check it out. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, you definitely gotta go see it in a theater. But, um, you know, a few months down the line, it's popping up on Netflix or HBO or whatever. And, again, I got an hour and a half to waste in a movie. I wanna watch a movie. It's not a bad watch. So, check it out. Um, other movie I did watch, speaking of horror movies, um, I finally got a chance to watch Us. Um, now, it's obviously it's Jordan Peele. It's not the I mean it's not connected to Get Out in any like specific way. There's probably like Easter eggs I missed that like referenced it or something. I don't know. But obviously Jordan Peele in a horror movie, so it kinda had the same vibe I sort of 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 that, you know, given that it's the same director and and you know, certain same genre. Um it's crazy. I was looking at the numbers. It did exactly, like, basically exact same numbers that Get Out did, except the opening weekend it did better. I think that was just because of the Get Out, because of Get Out, 
people were more excited to go see this. But ultimately, it settled kind of on the same numbers in terms of uh, box office. Um, reviews a little bit lower than Get Out. And honestly, I didn't... I, I don't know. I didn't... I, I didn't love Get Out. Don't get me wrong. I liked Get Out. I thought it was good. I don't think this movie was as good as Get Out. It was still pretty good. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but the... I mean, there's a twist. I figured it out pretty early on in the movie. Didn't I mean, as far as twists go, it wasn't great. Um, but um, as far as the movie itself and a horror movie, it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, you know, uh, the concept of it was a little out there. Um, I did love that Tim and Eric from or Tim from Tim and Eric was in it. He was he was fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I, one of the other things I didn't really, there wasn't quite enough building of the actual characters from the beginning to care. By the end, I guess you do, but initially it was just kind of like, wait, are these people all just going to get killed and it's, yeah, and it's going to come down to like one person or something? But no, the family, you know, is, is in it for the long haul but it's kind of like i it's a very quick being like oh you're supposed to care about these people type of like oh wait i care about these people outside of the mom um who you have kind of have her backstory uh but outside of the outside of that just oh here's her has her husband and kids and they have these friends and it's like okay but then it was like yeah i don't know there's a period it's a bit Slow in the middle, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't bad. wasn't great. Uh, I mean, if you're a fan of Get Out, I would say you'll probably like this. Um, if you're not, then you might still, but it's, I mean, it's a different movie. It's not as racially driven as Get Out was, clearly. But, um, you know, it's still a horror movie. So, I don't know. But, um, yeah. So, another news, um, it is, um, Sam, San Diego Comic-Con time, uh, just got started, I believe, so stuff's starting to leak out of that, or even before that, there was a couple, like, little things that got dropped, um, the major, the biggest thing, I think, so far, um, is that Taika Watiti is coming back to direct Thor 4, which, yes, means there's going to be a Thor 4, <laughs> I mean, the news kind of was that he was coming back to direct it, but then I was like, wait, so that means there's going to be a Thor 4. That was more of the news for me. I was like, oh, there's going to be a Thor 4. I mean, it didn't surprise me so much that there was going to be a Thor 4. And it doesn't... If they're going to ruin a Thor 4, it did not surprise me at all that Taika Watiti is going to be uh, directing it. Just based off the what Thor Ragnarok was and did for the Thor character and the story. Um, I don't know quite how this is going to play into the whole Guardians of the Galaxy. Because as we... Uh, spoilers... Uh, at the end of Endgame, um, Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy um, head off together into the space. So, and then there was kind of, um, you know, rumors going around that maybe the next Guardians was going to be Asgardians of the Galaxy, um, sort of, and that would have made a ton of sense. But now, if they're going to do a Thor four, I don't know if that's not happening or if that might still happen. But Thor four is going to play off of that or they're just going to tease it and pretty uh, wrap up that storyline quickly and 
I'm assuming Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out before Thor 4, but they haven't really given any definite dates yet of anything. Um, I mean, even, like, I mean, I don't even know what the next Marvel movie is coming out. Everyone's kind of assuming it's Black Widow, but that's a prequel, presumably. And then there's, what, the Externals? Is that what they're called? That movie's in progress, but... What's how's that gonna match up or have anything to do with anything? No one really knows. Um, so big question marks. Maybe some of them might get answered this weekend at Comic Con. Maybe not. Um, but uh, certainly, um, Thor four is on the way. So and no, no big surprise. But and it, obviously with Thor four on the way, Taika Waititi. Uh, they dropped another trailer for it too. Looks good. I'm getting pumped. Comes out September sixth. So. Um, you got a couple more, uh, you know, less than two months to go until that comes out. I'm super surprised. I'm super surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm super excited or exited. Um, as, nah, never mind. <laughs> um, as it may be. Um, also they dropped, Kevin Smith finally dropped a trailer for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Um, which is a sequel to Jay and Silent Bob Straight Back where they were booting the Blunt Man and Chronic uh, movies and they have to go to try to stop it from happening. Um, very similar <laughs> plots and lots of cameos in the trailer. And uh, the one thing I'm confused by though is then in the thing it said in theaters October 15th, but looking at a calendar, that's a Tuesday. So this movie's gonna come out on a Tuesday. I'm, I'm confused by that. Uh, but then they're doing like a tour with it. So you can go see the movie and then they'll have a Q&A or whatever afterwards. That could be cool, I guess. I know they did that for Kevin Smith's other movies, some of his other movies. But I don't remember if those ones actually got theatrical releases. This one definitely is, but I'm confused by the Tuesday release date. I don't know. I guess we'll figure it out. But that's not till October, so i got a few months till that. Uh, nothing else coming out so far. No news. I mean, Comic-Con sort of just started today. Um, so I, I don't really know. Uh, I guess they officially announced that, uh, season seven of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be the last season, which I think we kind of already knew. Uh, they're currently on season six, I believe. Um... And then uh, season seven will be on in the fall. That makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, that's yeah. It's current season six, seven. Season seven will be on. Maybe not. I don't know if it's the fall or maybe the spring or something. I don't know. Whatever. Regardless, and that'll be the last season. So that's fine. I mean, it's kind of getting off the path of what it really was to begin with. So wrap it up with another season after this one. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, but that leads into small screen sweeps. Um, so small screen sweeps will obviously be TV and sweeps because that's what the TV sweeps. You know, it, it makes sense. And it's all, it, it all makes sense. Um, so Legion, I am one episode behind. Krypton, I basically just said, you know what, I'm just going to wait till the season's over and watch them all together. What just happened? Um, the Fred Savage. Uh, yeah, I watched the latest episode. It's it's I don't know it. It's funny, but it's like weird. But it's not like funny because it's weird. It's just like 
it's just it's awkward i guess but it's not like funny awkward i don't know it's 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 an interesting show and it's a weird it's a it's an interesting show and it's a weird timing for it to come out i guess i don't know if they're just trying they were just trying to dump it or what the case was um but yeah like i don't know i mean i just didn't know what to do with it specifically but it, it, it i don't know it, it is what it is um I'm kind of interested a little bit in this whatever this flare show was supposed to be that they're like commenting on, but whatever. Uh, Baskets continues to be solid. Uh, new episode on tonight. I'm recording this on Thursday, um, and then Agents of Shield that I talked about. Not a lot, not a lot going on for TV right now. I mean, obviously it's the off season, so sort of. I mean, they're more so. I guess it's the off season for the shows I watch, but although there is still a bunch of shows I'm watching. And then I know Preacher's going to be back on being August. And something else is back in August um, that I'm blanking on right now. I forget. But also, back in the fall is Mr. Robot. The final season of Mr. Robot will debut in the fall. And look forward to that. Um, um, I know Sam Esmile is working on a new show right now. I blanking on the name of it but that could be interesting so obviously the mr robot kind of has been put to the side because it's been a couple years i think since the last season um if i remember correctly um but uh also uh what else um what was the other show that's gonna be back in august i don't know also i believe better call Saul rip doesn't come back until next year if I, i remember reading that somewhere um, cause I'm trying to think, when was the last time Better Call Saul was on? Um, I mean, I know, uh, uh, Vince Gilligan, I think he's working on something else right now, too. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, that wasn't, that was on last summer. Yeah, so I guess they're not, uh, season, season five's not gonna be on until next 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 year the 2020 um i'm trying to think what else i don't know i feel like there's another show i was thinking of that's gonna be on in august and i cannot remember what it was i know preacher oh glow that's what it was glow the third season of glow will debut on netflix uh august something or other i forget the actual date but be on the lookout for that if you're a fan of glow um yeah um all right so that's pretty much all the all the um tv news i can think of um or at least that i had written down um you know there's so many other shows that are on all oh, the emmy awards got nominated uh no, sorry the emmy award nominations came out um you know it, it's so crazy to look at the emmys now and just all the the different platforms that stuff's on and honestly, like, I was looking at some of the stuff, and I was like, some of the stuff I haven't even heard of. A lot of it I haven't watched. And it's like, back in the day, I mean, obviously Game of Thrones got nominated for a bunch of stuff, and and um, and whatever, but but it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, um, you know, obviously, obviously HBO, and, you know, kind of infiltrated all, like, the networks, but then now you got Netflix, and Hulu, and and basically it's like none of the networks have nominations for anything anymore it's like it's all cable and and uh 
and um, even like streaming services and stuff. And they've also completely switched up some of the categories and what qualifies for what. And like apparently they moved a lot of them awards to like the technical awards or the art awards or, or whatever they call. So like there's not the primetime stuff is like specifically just like the major Emmys, I guess. It's, it's kind of weird um, the way they have it set up now, but um, it is what it is. I guess they needed to revamp it, you know. You, change with the times i know i remember the grammys did that a few years ago and kind of was like yeah unless you're a fan of like rap like or like hip-hop or r&b or pop it's like if you're a rock fan there's no reason to watch this anymore like they basically combine all the categories and in, into like one award it's like here's a rock award it's like sweet cool then i don't care but i don't know if they've just figured people wouldn't care that i mean i guess it's always i guess it's been that case for a while but, you know, I feel like even so, they changed up some of the categories and made it even more so that way. Um, Alright, what else? Alright, so I guess, yeah. that's So, leading into that. Um, <laughs> so, go, continuing the Grammys thought. Um, concert Concerto is my concert uh, review segment. but Or, I guess, music in general. But I have no news to report because uh, I didn't go see any concerts. Um, I don't have any con- uh, next concert coming up. I guess is going to see Allison Chains and Corn, but that's not till August. So um, yeah, no no new news for the concert uh, concerto or whatever. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, what what do I got next time? All right, games for Greg. Okay, I'll admit I haven't gotten anywhere in playing Raymond's Legends, so I feel like that's going to be more of a monthly segment than, um, or at least that part of it will be um, a monthly thing where I pick a game to play, because uh, I don't know that a week, you know, depending on how quickly I, um, I do these podcasts, I don't think a week was enough time to even to play it, even if I had actually played it, which I haven't yet, so, all right. We'll hold off on that for now. But there's some video game news. Um, something actually I forgot to talk about last week, but um, came up was they announced Nintendo announced the uh, uh, Nintendo Switch Lite, which is going to be a exclusively portable version of the Switch. Now, uh, I, you know, per, I mean, basically the Nintendo has phased out the 3DS or DS or 2DS or whatever. The DSs are pretty much. They phased them out. They're not going to make them anymore. They're not going to do a new design. They're not going to make more games. I mean, <clears throat> there are still uh, third parties going to make games for a while. Um, I mean, they're still making games for the Wii. So, yeah, that's not going to die anytime soon. Uh, but uh, as far as actually like, making the producing the systems, I don't think they're going to... I, mean, I think there was a cutoff date. Uh, I don't we may have already passed it. But so they need something to fill that void of the strictly handheld. Now, Switch obviously you can play as a handheld. You can take it off your dock and play it and, and whatever. But they're doing a smaller version that's going to be cheaper. So it's going to fill that void of the missing just strictly handheld. But with that said, the whole point of the Switch was kind of like you could switch up where, how do you play it? You can either play it handheld, you can play it docked. Uh, tabletop mode this one's just strictly handheld so it's kind of like well you're kind of defeating the whole purpose of the switch um 
but you know, whatever. It's you know a cheaper alternative, um, and it can play the Switch games. So there you go. But then they announced that they're going to be redesigning, not redesigning, but re mod. Eh, nah, just re-releasing the Switch as it is, but with a new battery, a, a stronger, longer-lasting battery. So basically, the you know they've stopped making the ones they have been making. They're going to start making the newer ones with a newer battery going forward. So it's just going to replace it. It's not going to be like, oh, you can buy this one and it's cheaper than this one that has a longer battery. No, it's just going to be, here, here's the same price for a Switch that's just got a new battery. So that's good. I mean, the battery life on it is not great, depending, certainly depending on what games you're playing or what you're doing with it specifically. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously it makes sense, you know, we're a couple years down the line now and there's better technology with better batteries. Why not you put a better battery in for your, your, uh, your custom, your consumers, um, stinks for people who have already bought them, but Hey, you know, that is what it is. Uh, and obviously, you know, if the price margin for them doesn't make a difference and it's like, okay, these new batteries are the same price we were paying for the old batteries and people are going to be happier with it, you know, customer service isn't dead totally, you know. They want to please the fans somewhat. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, another gaming news. Uh, the Turbo Graphics 16 Mini is coming out. It's 100 bucks, which seems a little pricey given that, you know, say the Sega Genesis Mini that's going to be out in September is only 80 bucks. The Super Nintendo uh, Classic was only 80 bucks, I believe. Um, but it here's the thing it's going to have 50 games on it so you know you throw in more games you know that drives up the price um so turbografx 16 was originally hudson soft i believe made that back in the original days um they also the pc engine was the was the um the japanese version and then there was a european version called something that i it's escaping my mind at the moment um, I never had one. I've never even played one. Um, this mini system is intriguing for that reason alone. Um, I'm, pro- I'm going to get one, I'm sure, to go along with all the other mini systems that I have. But um, it, it's Konami now that owns them. Konami bought up Hudson Soft a long time ago. And probably just everyone figured out. Yeah, they're never going to do anything with that. Pro- like, Why would they ever do anything with that? It wasn't very successful to be with. Uh, at least in the United States, PC Engine was somewhat successful in Japan. I don't know how it did in Europe or whatever, but TurboGrafx-16 certainly came out right around the same time as the Genesis and got absolutely destroyed by the Genesis. And by the time the Super Nintendo had come out, it was pretty much done. Um, but supposedly there were some really cool games on it um, So that I don't think I've ever played. So it's going to be very cool to kind of maybe even actually play some of those games for the first time um it comes out but it doesn't come out till next march which is crazy but i guess you can pre-order them now but they're only being sold through amazon at least in the united states possibly japan i don't know um but the other thing too is unlike some of these other mini systems like the genesis or even the nintendo one where they had different the different models for different countries or different regions um to kind of play, to try to go off of what they actually had um, in those countries or regions or whatever. But they also had different games. Uh, this one, all the different models are going to have all the same games. 
But what that does mean is there's actually some crossover because there are some of the same games on it. Some of them are just in different languages. So some are in Japanese, whereas it's the same game, just in English. But some of the games are just Japanese. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Um, but 50 games, that's a lot of games considering. I think there's 42 on the Genesis, if I remember correctly. And obviously the Super Nintendo one only had 20. So... Yeah, I mean the PlayStation one sucked, but at twenty, um, but but PlayStation's up, you know, the next step up, so I could understand that. But we're still waiting for the N sixty four mini, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Uh, but all the other uh, all the other brands and systems of the old are falling suit. So yeah, it is what it is. All right, enough enough of games for Greg. That's the video game segment. Games for Greg. Uh, we will move on to where's my notes here. Um, all right, kind of the sports splash zone. I don't know. I don't really love that one. I just couldn't think of anything that would really work. I'm trying to go with the um, um, what's it called when you when the they have the same start with the same letter alliteration, alliteration, right? That's I believe I was never great at English. Um, I think the subject English, not that language English. Well, I guess that's sort of the same thing, but. I can speak English. I understand English. I just don't know all the words. And what they mean pertaining to, like, words. I guess. Like, onomatopoeia. I don't, which one's that? I don't remember. Um, I don't know how to spell it either, so don't make me try. I was terrible spelling. Um, okay, so, Sports Splash Zone. Kind of works. Um, anyways, alright, so... Moments. Literally moments after I was done recording... The last week's podcast, Russell Westbrook was traded to the Rockets for Chris Paul and a whole bunch of draft picks. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> the Thunder have a whole bunch of draft picks because like, they got all those from the Lakers uh, for the uh, sorry, not the, the Clippers for the for the uh, Paul George deal. And now they're getting all the they're getting some draft picks from the Rockets, Chris Paul. Rockets were then going to try to swap, uh, sorry, the, sorry, the Thunder were then going to try to swap Chris Paul for probably more draft picks or whatever, but unfortunately, I guess, for them, the trade market for Chris Paul isn't exactly great, uh, he's an aging point guard who's got, still got a ton of money left on his deal, um, hasn't exactly been the most healthiest person in the world the last few years, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what they, how they, who, who's going to take him without them packaging some of those draft picks. But then it's like, well, what are they looking to get back in return? Cause they pretty much are looking to tank, give it away Westbrook and, um, and Paul George. And I don't know what else is even on that team at this point. Uh, Steven Adams, uh, weren't they trying to stay trade him? So I don't know. Um, we'll see what, I don't know what the Thunder are really doing here, but, um, you know, I mean, Maybe they're being like WCW Thunder and just throwing the towel in and like 2,000 Thunders. Wow. Okay. I, I don't want to get into WCW because it's not, we're not in the, we're not in that segment yet, but, um, yeah. Um, as far as what else is going on, uh, baseball, the Red Sox played this afternoon, they won. Um, you know, every time I think they're turning things around, they fall back down. You know, I mean, obviously coming off the M. 
the uh, All Star break. They had the you know they played in the Dodgers. They won the first game, looked great, and then they got destroyed in the second game. Ended up losing in extra innings on some very questionable calls and uh, for or not not calls but very questionable plays by themselves. And then they you know won won three out of four against Toronto, which you know obviously. You know, you're playing lower teams like Toronto. You got to win those games because you, you know. But now they got Baltimore, so hopefully they win those. But they got a whole bunch of games against Tampa and in the in the Yankees coming up. So they got to win those if they want to have any chance of getting back into the division race, let alone the wild card. Because you know they're falling behind the wild card too. And there's a bunch of teams that are right there in that spot too. So they got to compete with those teams as well. Uh, Nathan Navaldi. Pitched in Pawtucket today, had a nice showing, so supposedly he's going to be the new closer. I don't know. I don't know. Um, meanwhile, the Dodgers keep rolling. Yankees are still rolling. Twins keep rolling. Astros are rolling. Um, there's not there's not much battles in those divisions. Uh, you know, I guess the Braves and the Nationals are, or the Phillies maybe. I don't, I'm Honestly, the American League East... I mean, the National League East, outside of... I mean, I know the Marlins stink and the Mets aren't great, but um, I feel like that, that there might be a battle in that division. I mean, the NL Central is just nuts. I think I think there's like seven games separate all the teams. Yeah, so the Braves are six and a half up on the Nationals and eight up on the Phillies, so there's you know still battle there. Yeah, so the Cubs are in first place. But the Reds are in last place and only seven and a half games behind them. So, yeah, clearly that division is very tight and going to be, you know, very um, competitive right down probably till the end of um, the season. So, uh, but uh, I mean, the Dodgers are up by 13 and a half. Um, oh, the Astros are actually only up by four and a half. I. A's have been on a tear recently, so that that's a bit different. And actually, Cleveland's only four behind Twins now, too. They were way behind. So, yeah, okay, those have closed up a bit. I haven't really been paying a ton of attention to the other divisions. And, and obviously, the Yankees are six up on the Toronto and now, or sorry, Tampa and nine up on the Red Sox. So, still a lot to go. Um, it's going to be interesting this year, given that the trade down line that comes up in two weeks, a little less than two weeks, um, it's only deadline. They're not doing the waiver. They got rid of the waiver deadline. So once July 31st, you know, 3 o'clock or whatever time the actual, 4 o'clock or whatever time the actual trade deadline is, it's either 3 or 4, I'm not sure which. Um, that's it. There's no dropping guys on waivers and having people claim and making trades through that way. Um, I mean, if someone gets released, I guess, that's, I mean, someone could get picked up, I suppose. But you, you can't, like, make the trades there's no trade happening i mean so we'll see how that works because you know over the last few years there's been a lot more of those deals especially since they've implemented the second wild card team because there's a lot more teams involved so a lot of um you know a lot of these guys that end up on going on waivers people have been claiming and then deals have been getting made i mean obviously we saw it with the red sox back in 2012 i mean you know with the the beckett and crawford and and Gonzalez and all that craziness that went down, which helped, you know, build the team back up for the next year and win the World Series. But, um, yeah, whatever. That's not going to happen. Can't happen. Not done. Dunsky. They got rid of it. 
as part of the new bargaining uh, agreement or whatever. Um, speaking of bargaining agreements, uh, apparently the NFL is kind of having a little of a thing. I don't think it's going to be anything, be any problems. I don't think we're looking towards strikes or anything like that. But they, there were some talks that apparently didn't go so great, <laughs> or or did you know they they were supposed to be over the course of three days and they. Didn't even get through a day, and all of a sudden it was like, well, we'll reconvene later. We have to talk about stuff with the owners. And it's like, okay, well, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> you know, but I don't, well, I, who knows? That could be anything. But um, we'll see as we get closer. All right. Um, next up, the next segment is fight, fights for money. Fights for money. This is, you know, talking about UFC and boxing, um, as we will talk about. Because it's fights for money. People having fights for money. I mean, most fights are usually over money. Um, a lot of the time. But these are fights for money. Um, and legit fights for money. Um, well, sometimes. Not always. Um, we've seen in, seen in the past some of the boxing fights. Uh, I don't know how legit some of those boxing fights were back in the day. But, um, um, yeah, let's get into it. So, UFC... Um, I didn't really get to see any. I just saw some brief highlights from last week's UFC. There was way too much wrestling and other stuff going on, so I didn't really get to check much of it out. Um, I did do okay in my um, predictions. I got 7 out of 12 right, so that's pretty good. Uh, I did get the main event wrong, though. Aspen led lost. But Ryan Faber came out of retirement and won in like a minute and a half or something. Got a knockout in a minute and a half. So that's pretty good. I don't know if that means he's back or if it was just a one-time thing. Um, but certainly, he did well in front of his hometown crowd. Maybe, I mean, that could be his thing, though. He just fights whenever in Sacramento. I mean, obviously, the last time he fought and he retired, it was in Sacramento. And now he came out of retirement in Sacramento. So maybe he just fights in Sacramento, and that's all he does. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be kind of interesting, but um, we're okay. Sure, why not? But there is more USC coming up. Um... This Saturday, UFC on ESPN4 takes place in San Antonio at the AT&T Center. Uh, This is all on ESPN. So the prelims, the post-limbs, the uh, arm arm limbs, all your limbs, your legs, your arms, all the limbs are on um, um, (laughs) on the, uh, including the main card, are on the ESPN. Uh, Dos Anjos versus Edwards. So let's just dive into it. Um, bring up the homepage. Yeah. So um, I let me see. Let me double check. I believe the prelims start at six because uh, it's on ESPN, so it's like an earlier earlier fights than normal. Uh, I could be completely wrong about that though. So I'm going to double check right now. So you, I don't, you don't feel misinformed by my stupidness. Stupidness. My stupidity is. Um, yeah, the prelims. Uh, this remote is broken. I got this Xfinity remote that just is, doesn't want to work anymore. I might have to get a new one. Uh, but yeah, but the prelims are at 6. Uh, and I'm guessing the main card starts at... Oh, 9. Okay, the main start card... Yeah. Prelims at 6, main card at 9. Full night of... Um, UFC action on ESPN. I mean, I guess they're getting most of they can out of their money because they spent a lot of money 
on the UFC. Um, all right, what's what is going on here? All right, so the first preliminary match is a let's see bantamweight battle between Domingo Palarte and Cabacayo Felipe Calores. Calares, maybe. Um, he's Brazilian. Domingo Palatre is United States. Uh, I'm going to go with Felipe Colores. Felipe Colores. All right. Next up, we have a another bantamweight battle between Mario Batista and Jin Su Sun. From South Korea. Mario Batista is from United States. I'm going to go with Mario Batista. Alright, next up we have a, let's see, another bantamweight battle. A lot of bantamweight battles between the Taz Mexican Devil Ray Borg and Gabriel Silva. I'm going to go with Ray Borg. Because it kind of sounds like Ray Bork. But he's also the Taz Mexican Devil. Which makes no sense. <laughs> so sure. Um, next up we have a women's flyweight battle. Between the happy warrior Roxanne Matafari and Jennifer Maya. Uh, go Jennifer Maya. She's Brazilian. So that might... M-A-I-A. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Probably not, because I never do. But I'm going to go with her. Uh, following that, there is a light heavyweight bout between Smiling Sam Alvey and Clidson Abreu. Let's go with Smiling Sam Alvey. He's smiling, so he's got something up his sleeve. Alright, next up. <clears throat> there is a women's bantamweight battle between Raquel Pennington. Let's see, hold on. Huh? Wait, did she? Rocky Raquel Pennington and Irene Aldana. Go with Raquel Pennington. Alright, following that, we have a featherweight battle to round out the preliminary card between Bruce Leroy, Alex Kakeras, and Ocho Steven Peterson. Bruce Leroy. Wow, okay. I mean, obviously from, um... Oh, was that Enter the Dragon? One of those dragon movies. <laughs> well, I gotta look it up now, because... I mean, it sort of looks like him. I get it. Um, but what was the movie? The Last Dragon. Okay. The Last Dragon. That's what it was. I always get those dragon movies. The Last Dragon. Because Enter the Dragon was Bruce Lee. This is Bruce Leroy. Last Dragon. Okay. I always get those mixed up. But anyways, he's filling the claw. I get it. 
Um, but I'll go Alex Kakaras. Bruce, Bruce Leroy's. All right. Um, next up, we have... Oh, we move on to the main card. All right, in the first match of the main card, we have a heavyweight battle between the Pitbull, Andrea Arlovsky, and Ben Rothwell. Uh, Andrea Arlovsky is from Belarus. Ben Rothwell is from the United States. I'm going to stay local and go Ben Rothwell. Uh, Next up, we have a lightweight battle between... The Great Alexander Hernandez and Massa Rondora Francisco Trinaldo. That's a lot of words and names and letters. Um, I'm going to go with Alexander Hernandez. All right, next up we have a another lightweight battle between the Texecutioner, James Vick, and the Hangman, Dan Hooker. So, the Texecutioner versus the Hangman. Um, okay, then. <laughs> James Vick versus Dan Hooker. Um, this is a lot to process right there. Um, I'm going to go with... James Vick. Next up, we have a heavyweight battle. Oh, this is this is a big one. A lot of people up in arms on this one, but this is a big one. We have a heavyweight battle between the Prince of War, Greg Hardy, former NFL player, and the Kraken, Juan Adams. Obviously, Greg Hardy... Um, uh, got in some legal trouble back in the day, got suspended for a bit, uh, you know, then just kind of his career kind of never, um, really got back on track with, uh, in the NFL. He played for the Cowboys, right? I know he was on the Cowboys. Um, but he was on the Panthers, that's right. He was on the Panthers and then he got in trouble and then he signed with the Cowboys and, didn't really play much after that. Right? Sure. Okay. Yeah, because he only went playing one game in 2014 because then he got suspended and then he was suspended for... Or he got he got put on, like, the, the list or whatever. And then he got suspended for four games and then played Dallas in 2015 and this kind of didn't work out and left. If I remember correctly. Or whatever. I don't remember. Now he's in UFC. A lot of questionable people question that move by UFC, but here he is. He's he made his way up, and now he's on a you know main card of a ESPN show. So will he win? I can't go with him though. I'm gonna go with Juan Adams, and I don't know how Juan Adams is, but can't go with Greg Hardy. Putting shame in my name. Alright, if I can actually type, maybe this would help people. 
All right, next up we have a, another heavyweight battle. Yes, another heavyweight battle. <clears throat> Between the boa constrictor Alexi Olenek and the big ticket Walt Harris. Um, this should be uh should be a good one. But oof. I'm gonna go Alexi Olenek. Got it. Man, if I could type, it'd be very, be a whole lot easier. Um, and then finally, in the main event of the evening, for this UFC on ESPN4, we have um, a welterweight battle between Rafael Dos Anjos and Rocky Leon Edwards, the second Rocky of the night, but the first male Rocky. Because Raquel Pennington was the other Rocky. Uh, Rafael Dos Santos Anjos is going to win this, I feel like. The Brazilian over the Jamaican. But yeah, no, I, I just feel like he's the better fighter, so let's see. And there you go. That's uh, UFC on ESPN4 coming up on Saturday from San Antonio. Prelims start at 6 o'clock, so check it out if you want. The main card is on at 9. Alright, so before we move on to UFC 220, which, uh, 220, 240, which is next weekend in Edmonton in the Rogers um, place, um, there's boxing on too on Saturday night. Um, there are uh, prelims are on Fox, and the actual fight, the actual main event is on pay per view, Fox pay per view. Um, so, it is Manny Pacquiao taking on Keith Thurman. Um, yeah, there's six bouts to happen. Three of them will be on Fox. And then, the main card is on Fox Pay-Per-View, which is just pay-per-view, but provided by Fox. It's not like a special pay-per-view thing, I, I don't believe. Um, could be wrong, I guess. Um, um, I don't know if you can order it through stuff, or... I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. But anyways, um, let's see what time it starts. Again, my remote is kind of broken. Um, so this is difficult because this is not at all what I'm trying to do right now. And it's doing stuff that I don't want to do. Um, all right, here we go. Seven o'clock. Prelim starts seven Main card, I'm guessing, starts at 9. Could be 10, though. No, 9. So, yeah, if you are interested in ordering it on pay-per-view, be aware. I wonder how much it costs. Let's find out. Probably 80 bucks or something crazy. Someone is yelling outside about something. $75, so there you go. Alright, let's go. Let's figure this out. What's happening? Alright, we got... On the undercard on Fox, starting at 7 o'clock, we have a heavyweight battle set for 10 rounds between Ife Aljagba and Ali Iran Demirzirinzin. What? These names. 
Um, I'll go with Efi Algerba. Alright, next up there is a bantamweight bout between Luis Neri and Juan Carlos Pagnano. Go with Juan Carlos Pagnano. Uh, then there's a uh, super middleweight battle between Caleb Piant defending the WBA super welterweight title against Mike Lee in a 12-round matchup. And you know what? I'm going to go Mike Lee. Okay, and now on to the pay-per-view portion of the, of the uh, night. We got a welterweight battle between Sergey Lipinets and John Molina Jr. I'm going to go with John Molina Jr. Now my dog's barking. What is going on outside? Um, next up, we have a wel- another welterweight battle. They're all welterweight battles on the, <coughs> excuse me, on the main card. We have Jordanis Ugas taking on Omar... Figueroa Jr. I'm going to go with Omar Figueroa Jr. And then finally in the main event of the evening for the IBF no, sorry, I take that back. The Caleb Piant Mike Lee match was for the IBF super middleweight title. This match Manny Pacquiao taking on Keith Thurman is for Keith Thurman's WBA Super Welterweight title. Sorry, the Wikipedia page is all sorts of messed up and doesn't really make any sense. So, okay, my apologies. So this one's for the WBA Super Welterweight title. What a Super Welterweight title is versus a regular Welterweight title, I don't know. Um, yeah, sorry, that other was for a Super Middleweight title. Caleb Piant versus Mike Lee Super Middleweight bout. So this one, but this one isn't specifically a super welterweight bout, but it's super welterweight title. It's confusing. I don't know. Whatever. Who knows? I'm going Manny Pacquiao, I guess, bottom line, because why not? The Pac-Man. Manny Pacquiao. Alright, and again, if I could type, this would be a hell of a lot easier. Alright, so then we move on. Uh, that's this Saturday. Next, you know what? I mean, I was going to do UFC 2420, yeah, 240 because I don't necessarily know that I'll have a podcast for next week. Um, but you know what? I'm going to save that. Forget it. Doing that next week. If I do do a podcast, cool. If I don't, fine. I just, you know, there's so many, this, like the problem with doing UFC predictions so far in advance is half the matches ended up not happening i mean hopefully for their sake the main event doesn't get affected but we've seen that happen many times before and of course the main event of ufc 240 is um max holloway defending the featherweight championship against frankie edgar which should be a really fantastic match but chris cyborg is also fighting for a first time since getting knocked out by amanda nunez um taking a felicia spencer um felicia spencer excuse me uh, those are big ones, but um, you know what? We'll talk about those next week or, you know, whatever. So let's move on, because I'm trying to get this one to be 
bit quicker, more, uh, bit quicker and more precise, precise, whatever the word I'm trying to find is, than uh, last week's and other ones I have been before. Um, so let's go over some wrestling. It is now turnbuckle time. Ding, ding, turnbuckle time. Um, this is the wrong piece of paper. There we go. Okay, so first and foremost, first and firmest, first and firmest, um, AEW fight for the fallen took place. Um, I did okay with my predictions. Now, granted, at the time, I wasn't quite sure what was going on with some matches. Um, there was Britt Baker and other people who were supposed to fight, and and they didn't have matches yet, but, um, so I don't, can't remember now what I actually made predictions for on the podcast when I just made predictions for because making predictions. Um, but, um, and we'll talk about that more too because Extreme Rules added some matches last minute too. Um, but, um, in any event, um, let me find. Um, Sony, in the pre show, Sony Kiss defeated Peter Avalon, the librarian, who was accompanied by the other librarian, Le- Leva Bates. Uh, so I got that one right. Um, then. Bia Priestley and Shoko Nakajima beat Britt Baker and Riho. So that match was added. Um, and um, I predicted Britt Baker or whatever. So I got that wrong. Uh, then the MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears versus Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janelle, I think was originally slated to be on the pre-show, but then ended up actually on the actual card. MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears won, so I got that correct. Um, then Brandy Rhodes, uh, who who had Awesome Kong with her, defeated Ali. Excuse me. Um, so I got that correct. And then Aja Kong came out to help Ali against Awesome Kong. So the Battle of the Kongs. Uh, King Kong was not available. Um but maybe maybe next time. But he's got a he's got a match with Godzilla next year, so he might he might be he might be unavailable. Um, and obviously King Kong Bundy uh, passed away, so R.I.P. King Kong Bundy. Um, next up, the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson defeated Angelico and Jack Adams and a boy and his dinosaur, Joey Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, uh, who came out with Marco Stunt. Um, so I got that one wrong. And now they will go on to face best friends, I believe, at All Out to get a buy in the championship tournament. Sure. Adam Page, Kip Sabian, no big surprise there. Uh, but then Chris Jericho, dressed up as one of the Dark Order guys, came out of nowhere. And very obviously Chris Jericho. <laughs> and why he, one of the Dark Order guys would have been out there made no sense. And then he beat up uh, Adam Page. Lucha Brothers beat SoCal Uncensored. Um, then they challenged the Young Bucks to a uh, ladder match at All Out for the AAA tag titles. So presumably the Young Bucks accepted. They never really got around to that. Uh, Kenny Omega beat Sima. Um, uh, Chris Jericho then came out and said stuff. And then the Young Bucks... Is that all that happened? I don't remember. Chris Jericho said stuff, right? No, and then Adam Page came out. Yeah. And tried to get him back. That's right. That's what happened. Um, and then the Young Bucks beat 
Cody and Dustin Rhodes, and then they were supposed to have this big thing at the end, but they ran out of time, and then they came out with a check to give to charity, and they all ran out of time and seemed very uh, unorganized and, well, you know, they're still in their, they're still in their uh, you know, infancy, so I'll give them a break, but yeah, they definitely didn't time it correctly, and they ran out of time on whatever they were trying to do, um, but they'll, you know, they gave a check to somebody, but then they kept saying like, well, I don't know if I'm off the air and blah, blah, blah. And then they took a couple shots at WWE and I was like, are you saying that because you thought you're off the air or are you saying that and you're pretending you're off the air? I don't know, but you should probably know whether you're not in the air or not. I feel like that doesn't happen in other organizations. Um, just saying. So ultimately, I ended up getting seven out of nine right. So pretty, pretty good. Uh, and then also at the same time, obviously Evolve was happening. Um... 131, the 10th anniversary show. Uh, and I, granted, I didn't know a ton of the Evolved guys that, the ones that were outside of NXT or 205 Live. A couple of them had been on NXT a couple times here and there, so I was familiar with some of them, but not necessarily um, aware of what like the storylines or anything like that was. Josh Briggs beat Anthony Green, so I got that correct. Um... Stephen Wolf beat Kurt Stallion, Sean Maluda, and Harlem Bravado, so I got that one wrong. Arturo Ruiz beat Anthony Henry, so I got that correct. Brandy Lauren beat Cole, sorry, Brandy Lauren beat Shotzi Blackheart, so I got that correct. Baba Tunde beat Colby Carino, got that correct. A.R. Fox and Leon Ruff with Ayla and the Skulk defeated Eddie Kingston and Joey Gacy for the Evolved Tag Championships, so I got that wrong. Uh, Matt Riddle with Kurt Stallion, beat Drew Gulak. Sorry, my dog was uh, barking his head off at something. Um, no, nah, sorry, Matt Riddle beat Drew Gulak. Got that one right. Austin Theory, the Evolved Champion, beat J.D. Drake, the WWN Champion, to combine the championships. So we got that correct. And then Adam Cole beat Akira Tozawa in the, for the NXT chart to maintain, um, maintain, retain the NXT Championship, so I got that correct. So again, um, another 7 out of 9, so pretty good. Um, it was overall, it was a pretty good show. I mean, obviously I wasn't familiar with a lot of these guys. Not to say I was familiar with a lot of the AEW guys, for that matter, but um, obviously Adam Cole, Tozawa was good. Uh, even the Austin Theory, J.D. Drake match was pretty solid. Riddle drew that. Some of the matches were pretty good, I just wasn't as familiar. Um, similar to the AEW, some of the matches were pretty good, and some of them I just... Didn't know any of the guys, and so my interest level wasn't as quite there. Not that they were bad matches, but it's just like you had to know the guys and sort of the storylines to, you know, be immersed in the match. I mean, it's not that you can't appreciate a good match here and there, but it's like if you don't really know the storyline or reasons why they're fighting or who the people are necessarily, it can get a little eh, you know? Um... Then, of course, that moves on to Sunday, where we had WWE Extreme Rules, and we'll go over some of the stuff, but, so, they announced two matches just randomly out of nowhere, um, Finn Balor defending the Intercontinental Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura, and then, um, kind of a match that I thought would have been on there anyways, but they hadn't announced it, was Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. So, Finn Balor versus Shinsuke was immediately on the pre-show, the first match, which was kind of weird, um... I ended up, I predicted Finn Balor, um, which obviously didn't do on the show, but I predicted Finn Balor, I'm being honest, I'm being, I'm being honest, 
Uh, Drew did his picks and predict uh, Nakamura. So he got that correct. I got it wrong. My sister ended up doing her picks too. She got that wrong. Uh, then on also on the pre-show was Drew Gulak and Tony Nese. Drew Gulak won. We all picked Drew Gulak. Got that right. They started off the card with Undertaker and Roman Reigns, which is kind of nutty. Uh, but uh, we all had Undertaker and Roman Reigns, and Undertaker and Roman Reigns won. So there you go. Elias got involved too in that match. Um, just for sake of um, completeness. Um, then next up, The Revival retained over the Usos, so we had all picked the Usos, so we got all along. Next up, Aleister Black beat Cesaro, so I, me and my sister got that right, and Drew got it wrong. Then Bailey beat Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. I got that correct. My sister and Drew got that wrong. Then Braun Strowman beat Bobby Lashley in the last man standing match. Me and my sister got that right. Drew got it wrong. The New Day uh, won the tag titles from Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Also heavy machinery involved. I got that right. Amy and Drew got that wrong. Uh, AJ Styles beat uh, Ricochet for the United States Championship with the help of the club. Anderson and Gallows. So I, we all got that right. Kevin Owens beat Dolph Ziggler in like 10 seconds. So we all got that right. Uh, Kofi Kingston beat Samoa Joe. Me and my sister got it right. Drew got it wrong. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch retained over Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. So me and my sister got that right. Drew got it wrong. The 24-7 championship did not change hands on Extreme Rules. Me and my sister got that wrong. Drew got that right. But the Universal Championship was did change hands as Brock Lesnar came out and cashed in his money in the bank and beat Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. So I got that wrong. Drew and my sister got that right, even though Drew had him beating Baron Corbin, whatever, so they gave it to him. So overall, my predictions, I went 10-4. Uh, and four. Drew went seven and seven, and my sister went eleven and five. No, eleven, uh, ten and five. Sorry, no, nine and five. I can't do math. Um, so yeah, so overall, it was a pretty good show. I enjoyed it. Um, um, some of the matches were fantastic, and some were fine, and then other ones were more just storylines. Obviously, Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens was twelve seconds or whatever it was. And um, I mean, it was interesting to throw Shinsuke and Finn Balor in the opening match and have. Shinsuke win the title, but, you know, it is what it is. Obviously, four titles changed hands, am I correct? So, the Intercontinental changed hands, the U.S. title changed hands, SmackDown tag changed hands, and then, obviously, the Universal and the Money in the Bank cash-in changed hands. So, overall, it's a very solid evening of wrestling programming. Um, also, didn't mention the G1 is still going on in New Japan. I watched some of that. Um, they're airing the Saturday shows on Saturday night on AEW. Uh, sorry, AEW. Uh, A-Axis TV. Now, it's interesting, though, because they're not showing the other ones. So it's like, oh, wait, what happened in the middle of the week? Well, I don't know, but here's the standings and here's these matches. Which is kind of weird. But it's also weird to have John Moxley on another... Uh, on New Japan, but not on AEW. Even though he's supposed to be with AEW... I don't know. It's going to be weird if they don't figure that out by the time the TV show starts because it's going to just confuse people, I think. Uh, but all right. Anyways, um, so then the next night on Raw, uh, I guess the big main things that happened were there was a there was a, um, a fatal four-way? No, four-way elimination match determined the number one contender for the women's Raw Women's Championship, which 
uh, Natalia won. So she will face Bucky Lynch at SummerSlam, which was weird, but then it was like, oh, well, it's in Canada, so they're kind of trying to play up the whole Canada thing. So, okay, all right, whatever. Um, then they had a 10-man battle royal to determine who would fight Brock Lesnar for the title at SummerSlam, and it was won by Seth Rollins. So Seth Rollins is going to get his rematch against uh, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Uh, but the more the most interesting thing of the night, I, I, I guess um, you could say, was uh, Finn Balor took on Smojo. Smojo beat Finn Balor pretty quickly, and then kind of attacked him. But then Finn Balor kind of switched it out and and um, got the upper hand, and then was celebrating. And then his music started going weird, and the lights started flickering, and then all lights went out. And then next thing you know. Bray Wyatt makes his finally makes his reemergence as the fiend from the the um, Firefly Funhouse attacked Finn Balor and um, supposedly Finn Balor is going to be gone for a while. Now there was rumors that he was this would lead to a SummerSlam match and then he would go away, but now it seems like he might just that might have just been it. They they have something else planned for Bray Wyatt for SummerSlam and Finn Balor is just going to be gone for a little bit. Um, so we'll see how that works. I mean, eventually, if they set that up for Finn Balor to come back as the demon to fight the Fiend, that'd be cool. I don't think that's something you want to, like, just, you know, rush for SummerSlam at this point. Especially if Finn Balor's going away, and everyone kind of knows that, because then it's like, well, clearly he's going to lose. But if he comes back a few months down the line, I mean, it might be a different story. Um, and then on SmackDown, more continuation with Shane McMahon and uh, Kevin Owens, a uh, they haven't announced that as a match, but I was um, got to imagine that's going to be a match. Um, Kofi Kingston got pinned by Randy Orton in a tag match, a six-man tag. So ideally, you'd imagine that will probably lead to some Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. But you know, as of now, no one really knows. Um, there was a whole thing with Daniel Bryan supposed to be announcing something, and then he ended up not announcing anything. So I don't know what that's all about. Um, and then Bailey just decided she wanted to fight Ember Moon at SummerSlam. So like, okay, so Ember Moon versus Bailey for the women's um, SmackDown championship. And also, Liv Morgan said she was. Sounds like she's gonna get repackaged. Um, she called out Charlotte, and then Charlotte beat her, and then she flipped out and said, "I need to change myself or something." So there you go. Um. Not much else that I can really remember that was really groundbreaking or changing anything. Um, also watched NXT. Um, seems like they're setting up Adam Cole Gargano 3. Uh, probably Matt Riddle and looks like Matt Riddle and Killian Dane who made his return to NXT. Um, Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Mia Yim and Shayna Baszler. Um, Roddy Strong and Velveteen Dream, Undisputed Era, and then um, Undisputed Era, and um, <clears throat> uh, one of like Undisputed Era and Unders- uh, Undisputed Era and the Street Profits for the tag titles. Now that's six matches I think I announced. So usually only have five. So I wonder if one of those won't end up making takeover, but. We'll see. We've still got a few more weeks until that happens, so they can iron it out. I'm sure they've taped a bunch of stuff that I haven't seen, anyways. But I don't like the, I don't like the, I don't like spoilers. So, um, but um, yeah, 
That's going to do it. I'm all oh, NXT UK. They're building up to something. I don't know. So far, just Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray, I think, has been announced for the UK takeover. My dog does not care that I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> Clearly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So the But that's not till August 31st, so I still got plenty of time to go um, before they uh, figure that all out. Um, no pun intended there. All out is also August 31st, so more time to figure that out. But anyways, um, so not as long as it has been, so... I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, maybe I'll be back next week. Maybe not. If not, I'll be back soon. Um, certainly well before um, certainly before SummerSlam and TakeOver and all that stuff. But um, so I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, always check out the that uh, check out the blog at razorvader.blogspot.com. Uh, subscribe to One Man Renegade Podcast on Apple Podcast and, and or Stitcher. Probably not and, but you could. You could if you want to. Um, um, leave a review, five stars, all that. Follow me on Twitter at Razorvader. Let me know what you think of the show and how I can make improvements. If you like my new segment names, or you think they need some improving, um, yeah, Sports Splash Zone, maybe not, maybe not the greatest, but um, I don't know. The rest of them seem okay. But anyways, uh, thank you for listening. I'll be back soon, and yeah, that's gonna do it. All right, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. It's turnbuckle time. Overtime. Turnbuckle overtime? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so with all the dogs barking and kids yelling and and mowing lawns and, and vacuuming, I've completely spaced and forgot to mention uh, next Monday is Raw Reunion that they've announced. And there's going to be like a ton of people showing up. Um, so quickly, here's the list of people that I guess are going to be there, uh, supposedly. Um, Alundra Blaze, Booker T, Christian, Devon Dudley, DX, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels, Eric Bischoff, Gerald Briscoe, Hulk Hogan, Hurricane Helms, Jerry Lawler, Jimmy Hart, Kelly Kelly, Kevin Nash, although he was promoted as Diesel, I noticed, interestingly, uh, Kurt Angle, Lillian Garcia, Mark Henry, Mick Foley, Pat Patterson, Ric Flair, Rikishi, Road Dog, Ron Simmons, Santino Morella, Scott Hall, although he was promoted as, um, Razor Ramon, um, Sean Waltman, although I think he was promoted as X-Pac, makes sense, um, Sergeant Slaughter, Sid Vicious, who I think was promoted just as Sid, or maybe Psycho Sid, I don't remember, Steve Austin, that's the big one, obviously, Ted DiBiase Sr., The Boogeyman, and The Godfather, um, there may have been a couple others that were mentioned that didn't get on this list, but regardless, um, Interestingly, on this list, The Undertaker, even though we just saw him. Kane's on this list, although he may be working. He's a mayor now. Um, Bret Hart, nowhere to be seen. That's kind of interesting. Um, apparently, Jim Ross was invited, but he said no because he's an AEW now, so that makes sense. Don't know if Chris Jericho or Cody Rhodes or Dustin Rhodes, for that matter, were invited, but I'm guessing they wouldn't come if they were. Um, also... Um, Missing from this list is The Rock. I doubt The Rock would show up, but he has something to promote. He's Hobbs and Shaw is coming out a couple weeks, but I'm sure he's had his itinerary set way before they even figured this thing out. And even then, you know, the crowd that's going to be there are probably going to see Hobbs and Shaw anyway, so who you're promoting it to. Uh, but yeah, just thought I'd mention that, Rob Union. Uh, another name, Bubba Ray Dudley, was apparently invited, although he works for Ring of Honor. Although Devon Dudley works for WWE and is going to be there. 
Um, don't know how that's going to play out. Will he show up? Maybe. But he might not be able to. I'm not sure um, how that works. Um, yeah, so it should be interesting Monday night. I mean, obviously, Steve Austin's going to be there promoting his new show that's going to be airing after Raw starting in August. So that makes sense. A lot of these other guys still work for WWE, so they make sense. Uh, but, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. I mean, there's a lot of names on here. Certainly plenty uh, more that could be uh, as surprises, potentially. Um, who knows? Um, but certainly Raw 25 had a lot of people, although people, you know, weren't quite sure about how they, you know, used them, um, if it was good or not. But in any event, there you go. Also, breaking, kind of breaking news-ish. I don't know, I may have just not seen it. WWE is going to have an event airing live on the WWE Network next Saturday, the 27th, um, from Nashville. Um, the only things they've announced are a triple threat match, Kofi Kingston defending against Dolph Ziggler and Samoa Joe, uh, Nakamura defending against Finn Balor in a rematch from Extreme Rules, and Elias will perform since it's in Nashville and Music City. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see a Jeff Jarrett. Um, so another guy that's not living the last Jeff Jarrett, and, or was he? But he works for them, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's there. Um, but yeah, also uh, CM Punk's announced for StarCast 3. Don't know if that means anything for him and in being involved with AEW at all. But he'll be at StarCast 3. Just breaking news. Stuff I forgot about. Totally blew my mind. But anyways, uh, thanks for listening. You've heard all my rhetoric before. But enjoy um, UFC and um, the Pacquiao fight this weekend and whatever else you're up to in the summer. It's going to be super hot around here, so I'll probably need to finally put my AC in. Um, but uh, probably back next week, talk about Raw Reunion. Maybe preview this Nashville show, UFC 240 and whatever else is going on. By starting movies or playing video games or whatever else is happening. So I'll catch you all next week. Probably, potentially, we'll see. Uh, but um, just a little overtime, turnbuckle overtime. Sorry, no Drew this time as a bonus. He he was here earlier, but he didn't have anything to really say, so I didn't didn't bother recording him. So maybe next time, and I'll talk to you next time.